Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Launch Codes Football. My name is Chris W. I'm Chris P. And today we are going to have a fun little array of topics. You will notice that Chelsea is unfortunately not able to be here again. So it looks like it's just the Chris and Chris podcast right now. But <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Chelsea. We we completely joke. Um, no, she just wasn't able to make it. But it's all good. We're still going to make a good episode out of today. How are you feeling today, Chris? Oh, I'm feeling great. We have some exciting news. Dude, the NFL was a content machine this week. Like, they gave us so much good stuff, it's not even funny. And it wasn't just for, you know, like a random team. It was the team that, you know, I keep somehow ripping on. Every every week you find a new reason. And you know what? Every week they keep giving you new reasons. Um, I think they listen, to be honest. I, I swear they do. Anyways, we'll get right to it. So the first thing we got to talk about, and again, we have another presentation made by Mr. Chris P here. So everyone watching the YouTube, um, yeah, you'll get to see a little visual treat here. So yeah, the first thing we got, let's talk about how the Steelers finally fire Matt Canada. Uh, Canada is gone and all of a sudden, the next game, they have like 400 plus yards of offense. Uh, wh- what's up with that, Chris? I, I, I Like I said, I think offensive coordinators play out a lot, unless you're the head coach. But we'll, we'll get to that. But I mean, <laughs> I have Najee Harris. Uh, and I sat him on the bench thinking like, oh, no, nah, he's not going to do well. He's going to be terrible. You know, and then I just see him pop off with the 99 yards and a touchdown. Of course, Kenny Pickett just gets yards, of course. But, uh, yeah, I mean, somehow they pulled it off. I don't know how they keep doing it. I keep telling some of my friends who are Steeler fans, like, I, I think your defense is caring, but now your offense is kind of functioning. So, I mean, the defense is still caring. Let's just admit oh, yeah. they only gave up 10 points. Like, that's still okay. carrying in my eyes. But to be fair, Joe Burrow's not here. True. But look, look, Jake Browning didn't do bad. Nine of t- 19 of 26, 227 yards, a touchdown, one pick. I mean, that's not bad, right? Oh, his, his running back, Joe Mixon, did nothing to help him. Jamar Chase was okay. But uh, just okay, you know, just four re- receiving uh, re- receptions and eighty-one yards, just yeah. okay, just okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, but yeah, I mean, not a bad day for Jake Browning, but against that defense, it's gonna be rough for anyone. I, I honestly think the Bengals are probably just done for the year. Like, you know, I they'll get them next year. I mean. I mean, if you actually sit down Joe Burrow and let him rest and actually take time to recuperate, I think you have a potential Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. But with him playing injured and forcing him to play, I know he's he's saying that, oh, you know, this was a different injury and playing it off. But I'm like I am saying, like, he has not been himself. And it's showed on the first game to his last game. So it's... It is an interesting how the Bengals came from being the best to dropping like a rock, you know? I mean, they were starting to pick it back up, but yeah. they 
like they did what they did last year. They started out slow and then just slowly started making a comeback. They looked like a legit team, you know, mid not too long ago and then that thursday night game man every time i swear thursday night games like they always just do so much bad like no one's ever happy after a thursday night game i swear oh they we've had electrifying thursday night games what are you talking about we had the panthers and bears Dude. one night which was great and so much fun to watch i know i turned it off on the first minute um <laughs> well, i mean what to expect so yeah. Well, we just wanted to talk about this quickly here. We have and just wanted to point out that I think it's really interesting. Pittsburgh got what they want. Still not many points, but, you know, 16 is better than like the three that they were scoring beforehand. So, I mean, to be fair, the Steelers, they're they're using Warren and Najee Harris mm-hmm. and they are we are going to pound it down the middle and we're just going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. we'll throw it out there pick it is i know i know for Steelers fans either you love him or you hate him well right yeah. now i don't love him so uh Dang. even but, after this week I, he looked better he looked better with 278 yards nothing else and look not, not, that guy pat freermuth i i'm sorry i've never heard of him but nine catches 120 yards that's pretty good yeah that's pretty good for no touchdowns but dang um, bro come on <laughs> i mean i mean it's great for receptions but you gotta score that, that stats here doesn't tell you oh well they had to punt the ball after 40 yards i'm just saying and it's nine receptions so i'm just saying it, right. it pickett's gotta throw some sort of touchdowns like if you want to keep your job I know this is not the Panthers, but if you want to keep your job, you might want to pick it up. Get it? Pick it? He got him. He got him. (laughs) All right. Well, next thing we wanted to talk about, this is a little bit of controversy. So, um, Chris, you want to explain a little bit of um, what's going on here? Yeah. So the Dolphins obviously have electrifying offense and going before the game, um Tyreek Hill knows this college cameraman that uh he records for the NFL. He's hired by the NFL photography and yeah. For, oh yeah, the photography. <laughs> and so, you know, Tyreek Hill just like at the Chiefs, he likes to show off, do celebrations. You know, I thought they would incorporate more of a celebration since Super Bowls and stuff like that. They want to show off more. And so, Tyreek Hill, of course, scores, and he runs out of the um, end zone, kind of in the back of where, like, the field goal is and is just, you know, kind of, like, partying. And he sees his friend, who's this cameraman, and, of course, the policy is you're not supposed to allow equipment or allow, you know, these players to take these equipment and use it. Um, And so, essentially, he reached out. And since he knew the friend, he kind of like grabbed the camera in a way. Mm-hmm. And now people, there's controversy. Like, did he give it away freely? Did he, you know, like, mm-hmm. like try to say, hey, no. And I understand it. Is his NFL player? He's your friend. And he basically uses the camera to basically um, do the celebration. Mm-hmm. And 
at the end of it, he got a penalty. Tyreek Hill got a penalty. But the just of it all, like this cameraman actually got banned from the NFL. And they're stating that he is banned for the season and could potentially for his whole entire career, which is really, really sad for someone whose dream is to do media, mm-hmm. especially in the NFL, one of the highest platforms out there in America, to say, hey, no, you're not starting, you're not doing this anymore because you violated this. Now, he didn't cost them millions of dollars. He didn't cost them billions of dollars. He probably has more media around this than ever because mm-hmm. of the celebration. Yep. Now, the NFL, I think it's a bit harsh. Now, if it was hurting your reputation, I understand you have to enforce the rules and stuff like that. But he's just a college kid, you know? So yeah. we all make mistakes, but the NFL seems to say this was a big enough mistake. So that's the, kind of what the situation happened. The crazy part is the NFL UK used the footage <laughs> in like a promo video. They used the footage that the kid the kid took or like the stuff for promo. They deleted it. But still, I'm like, so they basically, this thing happens. They ban the kid for the season for and potentially worse, like potentially his whole career. Um, and they also, <laughs> and then they use the footage in promo. That's crazy, right? Like, I, I don't get it. I understand they don't want players just starting to take props and maybe do crazy things. But I, I feel like just... If that becomes a problem, just ban or find the players when they do stuff like that. You know, don't ban the cameraman because Tyreek Hill comes up to you. I'm sorry. Half of the NFL people who probably made the decision to ban the kid would have done the same thing, you know? Yeah. Like, so I I think this is crazy. It makes no sense. Hopefully, because this is getting a lot of notoriety, I mean, there's articles coming out about it. His video, the kid's video that he posted is going viral. Um like I, I'm glad he posted it because like that that stuff is messed up. Because what if this has happened to other people, you know? But they just don't have that kind of video platform to to talk about it or to get exposed. Um, Tyreek Hill said on his Twitter that he would say something about it, but he would probably get fined for it, um, which is pretty true. I mean, they they honestly find people for some crazy things. Like no, it's terrible. I, I don't get it. I'm like, I, I swear it's like they just want to, I think they just want to take money. I swear that's what it is because. Now their crazy. fines are like a slap on the wrist, to be honest. It's like a pushback. There's like $5,000 fines. To, it could yeah. be to a million dollars, but really certain, let's just say certain players that are getting fined. That's not that much compared to their game check. So, mm-hmm. but I will say Tyreek Hill, I hope he hires this kid. Maybe give him a future career. I don't know. But this, in a way, if this if NFL does this, I think it is harsh for one. And two, I think it leaves a bad taste for future media people that really want to go into this sort of career. Mm-hmm. And to know, I understand you have to be, professional and you have to be strict about it and this is a a a business place a business where they want to work and you want to show off but 
Mm-hmm. It's not other people's faults if the guys are throwing balls at people. Are you going to find people like literally? And don't get me wrong, Mike Evans. If you don't know, this past weekend he gave away two NFL balls. You know, yeah. and it's like, are you finding Mike Evans when he gives that away a ball? You know, are you finding the person who takes it? Technically, that's the NFL property. I'm yeah, just saying. I, Cam used to do it all the time. He used to hand out the footballs every touchdown. They didn't find him for it, though. I don't think. And that's the thing. Yeah. The, that's the thing. Then you have fans that are crowding up in the front, are being rude, and just trying to get a ball. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if you're going to be strict, then you're going to have to be strict on other things rather than crack down on and blame someone else for, someone, for an NFL player's fault. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry to say that, but you, you, you can't slap one and leave the other, you know, you, you, Tyreek Hill. You got, if you, if I was in the NFL, I would make him apologize and then leave it as, and let the cameraman, Hey, don't do this ever again. You've yeah. been warned. Let's keep moving on. Yeah. Like I don't understand like punishing the cameraman in this case, punish finding Tyreek. All right. I mean, I still think it's annoying because it's, you know, not a big deal, but like truthfully, it's not. I know they hate hearing that, but I think he got fined. Remember when he took the camera in um, Kansas City? Like, yeah. But I think they've used that in their own promotions too. Oh yeah. So I'm like, you're finding players for this stuff, and then you're promoting. Like, you're also promoting it on TV. You're like, look how fun we are. I'm like, get out of here. Nah. Um, yeah, I think it's a double standard. It definitely is. And so, but honestly, if you just would have fined Tyreek even, I don't think anyone would have cared. They would have been like, all right, fine. But banning this kid for the entire state, like potentially his whole career is another level of crazy. You might as well just ban all the CEOs out there. And also, look, let's talk about this. They're going to sit here and ban this kid for, for the entire like season, right? Potentially more. There were Bills players last night saying, or the other night saying, that fans in Philly were giving them and their families death threats while they were like sitting on the bench. Yeah. Oh no. Not no, gonna do anything about that. Yeah. It's terrible, you know. And and okay, you made me. You made me think about this. You made me think about <laughs> oh, this. No. I don't. I don't have an actual scene for those who are on YouTube, but if you look it up. There are literally Philadelphia Eagles fans harassing Vikings fans as they're going up to the stupid game. And the NFL refuses to do anything about that. Like literally someone has been assaulted last year in a Cowboys versus Eagles game and a Eagles fan assaulted a Cowboys fan who, by the way, got 770 K for a lawsuit, by the way, but that being said, there's talk about Cowboys fans are worse than Philly fans. Well, the worst thing, and those who are Cowboys fans right now, you're all talk, but look at your season. You know, I hope you get to the Super Bowl. I hope you win one. But every single time you enter there into the playoff, you always seem to get eliminated by a stupid bad team. I don't know how. I don't know where. I'm kind of rooting for you, but you always disappoint me at the end. So I'm sick and tired yeah. of it. But by the way, I feel like Eagles fans, 
I know you're proud of your team, but you boo your team whenever they go down or do something stupid, and then you start booing them. So this is like the most toxic like fan base out there. They literally eat poop off of the road. Like you cannot say, I've never had any other fans say, oh, you know, the Cowboy fans, they're eating poop, you know, literally there are horses down there and you're, I'm not kidding. Why why aren't they doing that? Why don't I see an article like that? If you literally look up Eagles fans, it comes up with the most toxic things that Eagles fans have. It is terrible. I literally saw someone, a kid, go up to a Bills fan and literally flip, like a little kid, go up to a dude and flip him off. Like, that is terrible. Like, I understand, like, the competitiveness. I understand, like, the Eagles fans. But there's, 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 there's kindness and just being sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. Sportsmanship is there's it's gone for Eagles fans. They either riot, burn down the city if they don't win the Super Bowl or if they <laughs> win the Super Bowl. So those who are Eagles fans and they're saying, oh, no, we're a good city. Look at your city, man. Literally, I remember watching uh, uh, a Twitter, uh, a Twitter account. It was an NBA player that had a game in Philly the next day and he literally took a video and said y'all be quiet outside y'all lost the super bowl stop being stop rioting and literally he took a like a video outside of his um hotel and literally people were like rioting out in front of him because of course the eagles lost to the chiefs and so i'm like i understand like people are upset but that's the thing most Super Bowl fans or most fans who lost in the Super Bowl, they don't go out and riot and burn down a city. I'm just saying. I've only seen the Philadelphia Eagles fans do that. So, that being said, I think we can put the Eagles fans as the worst, most toxic uh, fan base out there. And the second is the Cowboys. Dang. I mean, I I can see it. Look, look. You know, I I would say maybe Philly is just the closest to um, as we look at it, like around the world, soccer fans who literally start fires in in their arenas and stuff. Maybe we can look at it like that. They're just they're just the closest. Um, shout out to the two week soccer war that happened years ago. Uh, hey, I... Um, so I I mean, let us know what you guys think because it is it is an interesting debate. You know, everyone hates they hate patriot fans they hate dallas fans um and eagle fans are also very well hated as well they also hate everything around them um but so let us know who do you guys think are the most obnoxious fans i feel like it used to be back in the day remember the seahawks fans like how all no, of a sudden, it was cowboys it was still cowboys back it in was the day. still cowboys but like remember when the seahawks really popped off like all of a sudden everyone was a seahawks fan you're like you don't have any relation to Seattle, Washington, whatever. Why are you all of a sudden in okay. a Seahawks fan? But, but you, but Marshawn Lynch, like it's it's Skittle time, man. Like that is a great trademark. He leaves Skittles on the ground, you know, after the game. You know, he eats Skittles on the sideline. Like that's the sugar rush, man. Like people jumped on that, you know. So I mean, you have to admit. There's never been a running back that used Skittles to motivate himself. Like, that's pretty, pretty interesting. Why don't they all do that? Well, 
most of them have some sort of rap sheet, like Cream Hunt, you know, that sort of rap sheet, or oh, yeah. you know, Adrian That's... Peterson, oh, or gosh, uh... dude, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to get us like on the? No, let's I... talk about all the the hot I... topics, the controversial I... people today. Let's start I'm talking saying... about Antonio Brown. We'll go next. Um... <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, he did strip off everything and basically flip everyone off when he left. So he... I mean. <laughs> I mean, people keep telling me Antonio Brown also needs to go to the Chiefs for some reason, and he will never, ever play another game. That boy, he needs some help. If he did play, he would be good. Oh. Like, if he was on the field, you know? Yeah, and then him and and, um, Taylor Swift would get into it, and then he would do it again, and then Taylor Swift would then have more ammo to make more songs about this sort of cheap sort of ordeal, and then, I mean, think about it. I think it's all a big plot. It's It's a big pyramid scheme for the Chiefs. They get big, iconic artist star to date... Uh, a tight end Super Bowl champ that might be that will be in the Hall of Fame one day and literally it's all a money scheme they're rocking it all out it doesn't matter if they don't go to the Super Bowl that's I'm just saying it if they choke even the first game of the playoffs they're making money like like they might be doubling what their income was last year. Just For saying. I mean, so it's a pyramid scheme. It's all but we're pyramid. going off topic. Yeah, we're way off topic. Uh, rip to this kid. Hopefully he doesn't get banned anymore. Um, but moving on. Oh, we've got the juicy one today. I mean, it's it's the Panthers' fault, and that being said, ah, uh, this this man right here has um caused a stir in the main even the mainstream media is um talking about the panthers this week so um for those of you who don't follow football i guess or anything um because this has been talked about on espn fox all of them everyone's put their take in um david tepper has fired frank reich whom he just hired um back in january this actually makes Frank Reich the first coach to ever get fired in back to in the middle of the season in back to back seasons. Um, I mean, I mean, he kind of deserved it, but I won't say much. Okay, I I'll say this: I don't think. I mean, okay, so there's a couple of different perspectives on this. I don't think firing him really fixes anything. If oh, anything, it, does. it it well, I don't think they're gonna get better off of fire oh no no that's what i mean it doesn't make it like the team's not going to get better because you fire him and honestly all you're doing is which by the way i learned today um when coaches um sign for a contract all their money is guaranteed so frank reich is walking away with 20 million for doing absolutely nothing now because like he still had 20 million left on his contract this is a great retirement gift man like tepper's paying for it yeah tepper's paying for it out of pocket um he's actually paying for two coaches now um correct he's still paying for matt rule um who's coaching at college in nebraska and also and... he sued him <laughs> that's crazy i i really think that i think the only thing is this could look bad like if you're a coach looking for a place to 
you know, be the head coach and you see that this guy is just willing to fire you at like any moment. He's fired three coaches now. He fired Ron Rivera in the middle. And they've all three been in the middle of the season, which is crazy. Ron Rivera, Matt Rule, and now Frank Reich. Um, this So that's where I'm kind of like, is it going to make Carolina? Does it make him look like just a really bad boss? Yes. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> personally, personally, I don't think so. So Matt Rule, his his rule of reign was he was two and a half years. That one's yeah, not a big two and a half years was not too bad. Frank Reich. Okay, the reason why I believe, and this is something I've got actually kind of been pushing that Frank Reich needs to be fired. You've I've been, been pushing saying, it since game six, bro. <laughs> I've been saying it since the middle of the season, and literally, I was so happy when I saw this. I was like, That's so oh, sad. What? I'm sorry, but Frank Reich literally wouldn't let his offensive coordinator call plays until game six. So literally, I mean, I don't I, – why have an offensive coordinator when he's just going to sit there and look pretty, right? We're paying mm-hmm. the man, so make him do his job. I don't pay workers to sit around and stare at the work. So that being said, Tepper, I think – he fired Frank for two reasons. One, of course, is not having a good season, mm-hmm. and we're having a rough season that as as is, and we are stuck now with Bryce Young, and we will, um, we will be stuck with them for a good couple of years now. It is no matter what. Two, Frank Reich was also fired because of his play style, and also with his sort of rule over his staff. I believe that since he did not allow his offensive coordinator to actually coordinate and do things, and he called the plays because he didn't feel he wanted to, he wanted his offensive coordinator to feel comfortable and be feel prepared, you know, but why wait that long, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I really, and this is something that's terrible, Tepper, his playbook would just run down the middle and hope for the best and use Miles Sanders as a battering ram who got bounced off by all the defensive tackles. So that being said, I think it was justified. It was something that I hope for, and I hope for the next coach. I hope he has wisdom, and I hope it gives coaches fire under them to know we want to see results. We don't want someone to be laid back and say, not laid back. We don't want anyone to come in with the mindset of let me control the team and I'm going to control the offense and defense and call all the plays. And ultimately that if you're going to take that responsibility, you're going to have to take the full brunt of the punishment at the end. So at the end, I think Frank Reich, he, didn't show results. So we wanted yeah. we want a coach. And I really think we should buy for B enemy. I would love to uh actually pay the um actually trade for him in when after the season ends, um, and then pay him the bag as the head coach. Uh mm. the reason why is I mean, look at Sam Howell. Uh look, yeah. he's had rough games, he's had good games, but Washington Commanders. Don't get me wrong, but they haven't been the best of the best. And Sam Howell, 
he might he might be a good player, but he also has a good offensive coordinator, you know, and we're not giving shots. And personally, I know he is, and this is a a political race thing, but I know BNME is black, and I know our past defensive um interim head coach was also black and was really done well. But I really think just Tepper, I hope I hope he isn't that way. I really hope he isn't that way of mm-hmm. of hiring a ethnic minority as a head coach. I think that would be great for the Panthers, great to rally behind the fan base. And I honestly think BNME would be the solution. You know, I I I really missed our interim head coach um a lot. He really did well. He had a comeback of the season and we just let him go, which I think was a, a terrible, terrible idea. He showed yeah. results. And if Tepper wants results, he showed it, but Tepper didn't want him. So we'll go from there. Yeah. I mean, the, this whole thing is crazy. And honestly, Tepper's getting a lot of heat and it's deserved. I mean, he chooses the people. Um and also, he's getting a lot of heat this week because he hosted a press conference, which is where these quotes are from, um, to give a little bit of context of why this press conference was so controversial and created so much heat was because, you know, this press conference was supposed to be, I, we all thought, him explaining himself is the first time he's spoken in six months Um basically since he had hired Frank Reich or base, you know, it, it has been a long time since he's spoken. He doesn't speak much to the media, but when he does, he spoke after Matt rules um, firing and was up there a solid 30 minutes, like having back and forth with reporters, 30 minutes in a press conference. That's a pretty long time, honestly. Um, but the weird thing about this com- press conference was it was 10 minutes supposed to be, and his people cut it off. Like his, you could hear it if you even watch the video. You can hear his people and them calling on people. And then at the ten minute mark, or I think it's like eight to nine minutes into the video, you just see him say, "All right, this is going to be my last question." And then he answers it, and then he's about to walk off, and then set like somebody barely fits in a question, like about Bryce Young. He barely they barely get it in. And then he goes on for another three minutes answering the question. All in all, about six questions were answered when he was asked about, um, you know, what. And the crazy part of this is, right, so he basically did not talk about the Panthers in this. Like, he talked about Mm -hmm. them somewhat. Man started ranting on how he's brought concerts and, and messy to, to Bank of America. And that's crazy to me. I'm like, what? Like, nobody cares. This is a Panthers press conference. Yeah, great job. You did bring Beyonce. He didn't bring Taylor Swift, though. He only, Beyonce oh. is good, but couldn't bring her, her, you know. You know what the best part is? Mm. He he claims credit of bringing Messi. But the thing is, those two games scheduled with Miami was already pre-scheduled already. Mm-hmm. There was no talk about Messi coming over. His tickets were literally... 20 to 40 dollars a piece mm-hmm. when Messi went, came into the league came to the league right it was the the prices skyrocketed bad seats skyrocketed to 150 yeah exactly and 
for him to say that like I'm bringing this, it's like you're bringing in money for you. That's that's the thing. You're yeah. bringing in money for yourself. Yes, you're bringing all this attention and stuff like that, but you're making money. Yeah, and I like, you know, I I just think that in this press conference, especially when they were going to cut it at 10 minutes, why are they even talking about that stuff? It doesn't matter. But when he was asked, you know, about why he basically, like why he fired Frank Reich, he said, we fired him. I'll leave that up to you guys to speculate. What? That was the whole point of this whole conference. Why then? Why are you even doing this if you're just going to go up here and say, uh, he also said things like the process is the process. What? What is this man talking about? Like, so we have a couple of quotes here, though. And um, Chris, would you like to go through a couple of them we've got on the slides here? Sure. Uh, the first one, um, he was basically like uh, talked about the game and basically how what his mindset is. Since Tepper, if you don't quite know, he's very spontaneous. Um, we'll just say he has a trait for that. And then he basically just says, I, I do have patience. Uh, my reputation away from this game is one of extreme patience. You know, and which is kind of funny because yeah. he seems to pull things real fast and he seems to be very excited at first and then the next week he's like nope nope i mean so did you see the post about him um last week after they lost or this past week when they lost the titans he was apparently heard in the one of the reporters for the panthers said you could hear him screaming in the locker room just like when they lost just a massive loud f word like he was so upset which i mean that part being upset is is fine but to say you have extreme patience after you have fired more coaches than the Steelers have in their entire existence as a franchise since the, what, 60s? That's crazy mm. to me. That is a bold take. And I think it's kind of interesting because, don't get me wrong, the commanders, when Ron Rivera um, went over, he didn't have the best start. Like, don't get me wrong. No. Like, he hasn't... He, the commanders have come a long way, you know, from losing games and being kind of the laughing stock for a little, or just a little bit, not as bad as the jets, not as bad as the jets, <laughs> but or the giants, yeah. but it, the commanders after the rebranding from Redskins to the commanders and all that, like mm -hmm. he's come a long way. And for him to stick with that team, I think has proven a lot, but I, I, I think he was very impulsive and getting Frank right, I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. Well, he went the opposite way. He went from, I'm going to hire, like, you know, a college coach here to let me. He gave Frank basically a budget, a big budget, apparently, and said, hire every veteran NFL coach you can think of. Like, I want the most, which is fine. Like, originally, I was like, okay, I'm on board with that. But I... The problem is this coaching staff doesn't know how to use the players that they've got. Like, there's not been that. There's been some turnover and there's been some injury. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of the offensive line are the same. And all of a sudden they've regressed hard, which, by the way, they fired a few assistant coaches and stuff. But the offensive line coach, the worst part of the team, still 
he's not gone. He's still there. That's crazy to me. I'm like, I I don't get what they're doing, but anyway. it's called throwing. We're trying to get let the Bears have the first pick. I swear, I think the Bears have something good in it for Tepper or something, because like they just the the amount of throwing happening here is crazy. I, I mean, the they even the Bears even won, so they're like they're 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 happy in getting the first pick. Exactly, they have no fear in tank. They don't have to tank. We're doing it for them. Yeah, literally. But yeah, I mean, and then Tepper also went on to say like he would like to have someone coach here for 20 to 30 years. I would like to have somebody that would say my eulogy in 30 years, um, which I mean, maybe he's just being a little cheeky, a little funny. That that doesn't matter to me. But I think that like to say just the first two quotes after you've fired coaches just like that so quickly, you know, that that's kind of crazy. I mean, I do think, okay, I will say Matt Rule was given a decent amount of time in my eyes. I don't think the firing of him was quick, but Ron Rivera was definitely quick. And, and this one is very quick. Um, And then, and then also they barely fit it in. I think this was the one that barely got mm-hmm. in. He was about to walk away without talking about this. He said, as far as they asked him about Bryce Young and, you know, Basically, how are they feeling about it considering the way C.J. Stroud has played? And he said, as far as Bryce Young is concerned, for myself, and I think everybody in this building would share the sentiment, we're totally confident in that pick, Tepper said. And for me, I'm totally confident in agreeing with that pick. Um, He also said in some other quote that, um, you know, they asked him about the whole rumors of Reich wanting Stroud, him wanting Bryce, and he said the whole staff and everybody wanted Bryce. Like they said that they, that was the agreed number one pick. They also said they were talking, they were considering just trading up to get the second pick and not the first. So they were trying to get Houston's. I don't know, man. This was a whole mess, and it just doesn't like ever. Just if when you listen to this press conference, it's like a word salad half the time. Like, some of it doesn't make any sense from what you just see, which I've been taught and told, don't pay attention to what coaches, owners say in their press conferences, only pay attention to what they do. I'm like, yeah, true. Coach will be like, we're going to run the ball a lot next game, and then runs it five times in a game, you know? It's crazy to me. So, I don't know, this whole thing was weird, messy, pissed off some of the reporters because apparently some of them were deliberately ignored. Um, I don't even know what the point of this was. It would have literally been better, better PR to not do it and just not say anything. You don't have to, what are they going to do? Fire you? You're the owner. It was not planned. Well, it was, it was, I would say in a way it's very impulsive um, to prepare not, not even I say prepare um, to have this press conference. I understand it's big news. You fired your coach and everything, and you you have to say something. You have to say why. And I think he went in the mindset of trying to save face. He's embarrassed. He he is embarrassed. He he's embarrassed of a of people booing his team of he who he has put millions of dollars in. And he's hired twenty million dollars to a coach that he's still paying, and that's not on the team anymore. 
He is frustrated and having a losing record every single year and being mm-hmm. a laughing stock. Yeah. He is tired of being a win a winless team that, you know, this team made it to the Super Bowl just so that they can just throw away the ball and let, you know, Cam Newton stare at the ball. But at the end of the day, Tepper is tired. He is tired of losing and he is tired. And I would be, if I was the owner seeing my business literally crumble and see how the fans, I hate to say this, but there might be more um, away fans at the Panther stadium than the actual Panthers there. That's how terrible it is. And so Tepper, I understand he's trying to save face. He's, he he puts confidence in Bryce Young. But the thing is, he's just, for me, he's just saying it to say to save face and to have confidence. Yep. Now, don't get me wrong, Frank Reich, I, I think you kept... Bryce Young in there way too long to cook. I think he's overdone. And I mm. think he needed time. He you might have scared him silly. You know, Bryce Young, he I think he might need some time to develop on the bench and watch how Andy Dalton plays. There were times when Andy Dalton has commanded the offense and did well. Kind of like if he, if he does well in the first half. Let Bryce Young come in the second half and say, "This is what this is what Andy Dalton did in the first half. Go out there, you got this." You know, mm-hmm. so that might be a reason Tepper fired Frank Reich because he said, "You know, we trust in Bryce Young and we're you know he's saving face." It could be that it 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 could be that Frank Reich literally chose Bryce Young and Tepper was angry that Bryce Young, um, internally is not doing well and seeing C.J. Stroud, he might be frustrated on that. Mm-hmm. Outwardly, he says this that he has full confidence, but internally, I bet you, as an owner, seeing how CJ Stroud's doing well and seeing how Bryce is not doing well, and for CJ Stroud to do well for a team that was supposed to be trash like, literally, trash of a team this take- upcoming year, people were literally saying, Oh, the Texans are going to be terrible, they're not, they're going to be underdeveloped, they're having a winning season, you know, like that's. That that's a that's that's a winning season in the Panthers' eyes of of CJ Stroud literally breaking records. So, I mean, honestly, he. I'm I'm gonna say sorry to interrupt. I'll say this as a little hot take, but I I think if Stroud if they make the playoffs and Stroud looks good, I think right now he's the MVP. Like, oh yeah, he's the MVP of like the league. I know that's probably never happened for a rookie. I'm not sure. I don't think it has, but I, I don't see how you don't give it to him. Anyways, sorry. Moving on from that. No, I think, no, I think CJ Stroud should be in contention. I think he right now, in my eyes, he has done really well. Mahomes has been iffy. Jalen Hurts. I know. Okay, and uh, here's another thing. Maybe I don't like the Eagles. I don't know. But Jalen Hurts. Maybe. It, 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 it kind of miffed me because I was like, I saw this post literally about um how Jalen Hurts is clutch and stuff like that. I'm like, I was like, and, I, the co- and a p- comment popped up and said, so Jalen Hurts kicked a, a 60-yard field goal to tie the game up. And I, yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. In the and rain. Jalen Hurts, 
yeah, he 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 was good in getting a rushing touchdown at the end and and sealed the yeah, game. It was good. It was good, but MVP was to that kicker. Literally, it was it was just crazy rain. The the environment was terrible. Like you can't you can't say nah. The kicker wasn't like Jalen Hurts is better than the kicker. No, the kicker clinched it. Yeah, literally, he could have done any. Bro could have slipped on his way to run, like do the kick. Yeah. It was raining that bad. Like it was really bad. But and he still made it. That's crazy. But for CJ Stroud, I think he has done well as not just as a rookie, but overall the season wise. Mm-hmm. So I think right now I would put him as number one as MVP um, mm-hmm. in contention right now. Uh, and he has shown off Tank Dell. Tank Dell is popping off, but that's also because he has a good uh, quarterback, you know? Yeah, true. So, yeah. I mean, that's not, a, I that's not too crazy of a hot take. No, I, I don't think so. But yeah, guys, let us know what you think about this whole situation. Let us know who you think the MVP is and also what you think of this whole Tepper conference. If you have a minute, I mean, it didn't last long. So really, it's like a 13 minute video. It's honestly really entertaining in a way because it's it's entertaining. And also then by the end, you feel like you wasted your time. You're like, I got nothing out of this. Um, but yeah, let us know what you guys think. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we got for today. So thanks everyone for listening. Tune in next time for more content. You know, we got more stuff coming, more NFL. It's, it's going to be fun. I mean, look, we don't know what's going to happen with this season. It feels like every week there's just something crazy going on. Oh, I can't wait. You can't wait. wait. Oh, I I can't wait. I hope it's the Panthers again. I feel like you might you might be on to something. But thanks for listening, everybody. Tune back in next week for more content. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at LaunchCodesFB, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at LaunchCodesFootball. I'm Chris W. I'm Chris P. And we'll see you next time.